0: You are listening to the Sermon Podcast of International Lutheran Church in Seoul, South Korea. I'm Pastor Chuck Hoffman. I'm going to be looking at our epistle lesson from 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. I'm used to receiving instructions from my wife for different things, uh, like lists of groceries to buy uh, at the store or little chores, and sometimes I'll get a text or a call or she'll tell me in person. Uh, One more thing to add to the list right at the last moment. for example, just a couple nights ago on a Thursday, I think it was Thursday night, before going to bed, Jean gave me a few very simple tasks to accomplish before I went to bed. Uh, I needed to wash out the bowl from the rice maker, and uh, there were a few dishes in the sink that needed to be washed. I said, no problem. Of course I can do that. It's very simple stuff. And so she was very tired, Uh, Jean went to bed, and I stayed up and I started to get distracted with my own tasks. And before I knew it, it was well past 1 a.m. and I thought, oh, I better go to bed. Jean's going to yell at me if she knows I'm going to bed so late. So quickly I jumped up, turned off all the lights and went up to bed. The next morning we were going through our morning routines getting the girls clothed and fed and changed and everything. And uh, we uh, met each other in the kitchen and Jean was looking at me and she was giving me the look. And I was like, what? And I said, I don't know. What's going on? What did I do? And she kind of like, you know, nodded over at the sink, which was full of the dishes and the big rice bowl, which was filled with water and rice floating inside of it So she gave me the look and it took me quite maybe 10 seconds to even figure it out. I said, Oh I Forgot about the one more thing well I, This is my comparison to Paul's letter He he kind of says lots of really important things to these Christians in this city of Thessalonica uh, Thessalonica and then at the end there's this quick list of one more thing that he wants to tell them about. It's a a list of what we call exhortations. Uh, They are commands, do this, don't do that. They are imperatives, grammatically. It's sort of a postscript. He doesn't really go into any of them, but he just wants to tack them all on right at the end very quickly. So this is the list. It's easier sometimes to just see them written out in this way. He says to these Christians very quickly: He says, Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, do not quench the spirit, do not despise prophecies, but test everything, hold fast to what is good, and abstain from evil. That's quite a list. Of hey just one more thing right at the end and I could very easily spend a whole sermon on any one of these seven things they're all very important but on closer inspection in this list I see a common thread that runs through all of these exhortations behind each one of them is Our need to remain connected to the Holy Spirit to allow ourselves to remain centered on the third person of the Trinity so I I like to view it more kind of like this each one is attached to the other each one is flowing into and out of the other for example when we are connected to God through the Holy Spirit we are able to rejoice In all circumstances even during difficult trials. Remember who's writing this? It is Paul. Paul who uh, was beaten. Paul who was arrested multiple times. Paul who was shipwrecked multiple times. Spent a day and night in the open sea. Paul who was abandoned by his friends both in good times and in bad times. Paul who had stones thrown at him by a mob. Paul who was put on trial. He describes himself at one point as he feels like he's just a drink offering. His life is being poured out for God. And yet he was able to say rejoice always. Because he, I believe he remained so desperately connected to God through the Holy Spirit throughout his life, throughout his ministry. Or, for example, let's take the second thing up there. uh, Pray without ceasing. That is another way of saying, be in ongoing, never-ending conversation with God through the Holy Spirit. And by the way, this is the Holy Spirit that has been promised you by the Father. The same Holy Spirit who is here to be comforter, counselor, the same Holy Spirit who is here to remind you of Jesus and his teachings. When we are willing to listen to the Holy Spirit, he is always speaking. Uh, Many people have called him the still small voice. The problem with a, a still small voice is that it's pretty easy to tune it out. Sometimes we push the mute button on our spiritual remote control I'd rather not have the inconvenience of having to involve God in this or that situation, we may say. This brings us to the next point, uh, uh, two points down there, the, the quenching of the Spirit. That means kind of throwing water on the flame of God. And I see it all the time. It's very subtle most of the time. Uh, For example, when someone brings up God in casual conversation, and someone who maybe is not comfortable with that, casually turns the conversation back away from God and toward something more neutral. That is a quenching of the Spirit. And why do we do that? Why does this happen so often? Well, uh, deep down, uh, because of our sinful nature... We despise the Word of God, and and we struggle to want to allow God's will and God's reign to rule in our lives. Instead, we would prefer to retain control. I'm the one in charge, we think. But instead, when we do allow the Holy Spirit to speak, when we remain in conversation together with Him, We are able to do these things, to rejoice in all situations. We are able to give thanks no matter our circumstances. I'm always amazed. Uh, I read stories about people who have been through such difficult, difficult trials. Um, People have lost multiple family members in a situation. Terrible things like car accidents or cancer diagnosis. Death of a loved one. When I hear about these things, I always imagine, uh, won't this person fall away from the faith? Won't they just get fed up and say, say, God, I'm walking away and and blame God and, and say, why weren't you there for me when I needed you? That's what I would expect to happen. But the truth is, the opposite happens. In these situations, and I have seen it time and again, People's faith grows deeper. They grow closer to God and their faith matures. I, I think it's because, in those uh, very difficult situations and circumstances, uh, they are driven toward God instead of being driven away from Him. The Holy Spirit now is given more room to speak and more room to work instead of having him on mute. When things are going well, it's easy for us to trick ourselves into thinking that we have a good handle on things. When things are going well, it's easy to not see the need to be in constant conversation with God to pray without ceasing. We kind of say, well, let's just go along and I think I've got a plan and I think it's kind of going okay. This sort of brings us to another one up there, uh, despising prophecy. Uh, it's sort of similar to quenching the spirit. Prophecy is the communication of the word of God. And it happens, uh, happens here in the worship service when the scripture is read out loud or, or uh, in the sermon. If the, if the sermon is connected to the word of God and it's being faithfully preached, then that is prophecy. And when we ignore or we neglect to hear God's word proclaimed, that is when we're in trouble of suddenly kind of not holding fast to what is good or not abstaining from what is evil. We start to have a sort of distorted view of what is good and what is evil, what is right and what is wrong, when we have um, kind of disconnected ourselves from that word preached and that word given. So all of this I can summarize in just one phrase that Jesus gave. He said, remain in me and I will remain in you. That is sort of the executive summary of all of these exhortations that you see on this list, this just one more thing list. Remain connected to God through the Holy Spirit and through Christ. But for me, I know I just can't quite do it. At least not consistently. I may walk away. I may ignore. I may put off to another day. I may make my own plans according to my own wisdom. I figure there's always another time to pray. This this need is more pressing. Or there's always another day to open up the scriptures. So I end up quenching the Spirit. Does this pattern sound familiar? I think it's probably a struggle for many of us. So what are we to do? Well, there is just one more thing in this just one more thing list. There is the promise. There is the fact that God is faithful even if we are not. There is this fact that we are being sanctified, which is a fancy word that means being made holy. We are being made to conform more and more to the image of Christ throughout our life of discipleship. Pray without ceasing. Well, even if we are failing to be in conversation with God, the Holy Spirit is always praying on our behalf, praying with groans and utterances that cannot be described. He is always interceding, always praying for us. So that is how God is faithful. Uh, Paul gives that promise right at the end. So this is the one more thing of the one more thing. Verse 23. Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely and may your whole spirit and soul and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and here's where I say yeah but not me I, I don't think I'm ever going to get there here's the promise verse 24 he who calls you is faithful faithful he will surely do it. And he will. That is the promise. Now a few days ago when I finally came to my senses. And remembered the the rice maker bowl. Uh, and the dishes. I got to work right away. I figured might as well fix my mistake right now. It only took a couple of minutes. I figure better late than never. So that's one Small victory for Jean, uh, for my wife and her never-ending task of training a good husband. And I know that I will make more mistakes. I know that uh, I will forget things and disconnect to that list of one more thing. But I know that I hope to improve as I go. And that's the same thing with our walk with God. Uh, We will at times be forgetful or neglectful of our relationship with him. But maybe then we'll notice, we'll get the look, we'll get that kind of cue that something's off, something is askew, and then we will be called to return. And we will know that he is faithful, that he is always at work in us. Amen.